Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am your host, Spencer Hamilton. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. Uh, tonight's uh, theme is going to be Captain Planet. Yeah. It's, it's Earth Day and my sister's birthday. Oh. I assume she loves Captain Planet. Uh, let's meet our uh, teams. Let's start with the uh, team name uh, on my left. Oh, uh, we are Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, Fart. fart. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. And uh, let's meet our indiv- individual players, starting with the uh, person on the left. Oh, my name's Connor Doyle, uh, and my wife studied uh, sustainability in college. Oh, yeah, wow. that's the most relevant thing I could think of to the theme. That's probably true. Yep. And to his right? Uh, I'm Sarah Magnuson, and one of my earliest memories is watching Captain Planet. Is that true? Yeah, it was one of my favorite shows. What was your first word? I have no idea. Okay, well, thanks for playing along. (laughs) And to her, right? Um, Yeah, I'm Charlie Williams, and uh, my mom is actually a licensed horticulturist and works with a bunch of high schools to promote sustainability. That's very nice. Wow. She's horribly, she's a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, what was the name of the team again, one more time? Uh, Earth, fire, wind, water, fart. Fart. I did have to write that order on my hand. (laughs) All right, let's meet the team to my right. What is our team name over here? Uh, We are the sixth planeteer. And if you want to know, we do know our element. If Louise, you could share what our element is. Yeah, our element is Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs it. <laughs> okay, very good. And uh, let's meet our players starting with the far right. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi. I did not study anything to do with planets or Earths, although I did go to four colleges. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no hey. degree. No degree. Quad hey, vector. Me too. Uh, to his left. Uh, my name is Luis Cortez, and uh, though I am not affiliated with anything green, I am a fan of Earth, because it's, uh, <laughs> it's where I keep my stuff. <laughs> and finally, our last contestant, or panelist, uh, I should say. My name is Ashley Victoria, and I uh, still recycle, despite the city of Chicago making it increasingly difficult to do so. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We got real political real fast. Applause here. noise. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get more political. Don't worry. I've, I've got 10 <laughs> questions full of politics. <laughs> guaranteed. All right. Let's start with our, our first question for uh, earth, fire, wind, water, and fart. Uh, so here's a fun fact. <laughs> it's so much better with so little enthusiasm. <laughs> you have my guarantee. I will provide no enthusiasm for your team name. Uh, now, here's a fun fact. Captain Planet was partially created by TBS owner and founder of CNN and insane billionaire Ted Turner. Ted used Captain Planet as a front for his Turner Foundation, which supposedly gave grants to help the environment. When he's not creating beloved cartoon superheroes, Ted has a real rival, a real rivalry with another insane billionaire, Rupert Murdoch. What sparked the rivalry between Ted Turner and Rupert Murdoch? Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or later, I'm greater than you. No, you're uh, not. Yes, I am. You no, you're not. What sparked the rivalry between Ted Turner and Rupert Murdoch? Well, Spencer, uh, back in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a huge bidding war over Sunday night football. And Ted Turner really wanted Sunday night football on a Turner property. And uh, he got outbid by Rupert Murdoch, who said, we got we to gotta pay all the money and uh, get it on Fox instead. Okay, there we go. So what was that exact quote? We got to pay all the money and get it on Fox instead. It's the title <laughs> of his autobiography, in fact. Oh, what are some f- fun facts from the autobiography? Sounds like you've read it. Yeah, of Rupert Murdoch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. One yeah, of you my, love Rupert Murdoch, One right? of my, the most interested people I am in of. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure, Keep going. Sure. Where's, he, where's he from again? Oh, uh, uh, he's from Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, yeah totally. just like Ted Turner. Weird <laughs> that that was a coincidence that happened. Um, Rupert Murdoch, fun facts about him. He wakes up at 530 in the morning every day 
and gets on the elliptical and reads the, the trades. <laughs> we have different definitions of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why does Ted Turner still hold a grudge just because he was outbid? Because Ted Turner wanted Sunday Night Football. And Ted Turner gets what Ted Turner wants, for the most part. <laughs> and it's been many years that it's been on Fox, mm-hmm. Sunday nights. <laughs> well, You know, I watch football every week. Avid football fan. Uh, going for two is a two-point conversion. <laughs> Not okay. everyone knows that. And, and that's something we can all agree we on. Can. I'm going to take on. the uh, Sunday night heat off of you for a second. And uh, do we think they're telling the truth or lying? I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a lie. Okay. And what do we think the real answer is? Uh, well, actually, we were talking about it, and we think it was uh, due to the sale of a, actually a channel that he wanted to own, not uh, just Sunday Night Football. I see. Okay. Well, the actual answer was a, uh, a yacht race. Oh, oh rich see. white men. Uh, yeah, right. So in 1983, during a yacht race. I could never. I can't believe we forgot about the yacht race. <laughs> can't forget about the yacht. So in 1983, there was a yacht race, um, and World a yacht Cup. sponsored by Murdoch ran into a yacht that Turner was driving and oh. drove Turner's yacht aground, causing some damage. At the post-race dinner, Turber, Turner verbally assaulted Murdoch and challenged him to a televised fist fight in Las Vegas. I'm sorry, but if you're on a yacht, who is losing? Like, you're already just on a yacht. But my uh, yacht is faster than your yacht. I just found out that's how you pronounce it. I've only ever seen it written. <laughs> and I thought, like, man, I can't wait to get one of those rich people yachts. He's like, have you heard of is this? Is that how you say that? Have you heard of this man. great rapper, Little Yachty? I have, Little Yachty, yeah. Um, uh, Spencer, if you don't mind, who won the televised fist fight? It, I actually did look that up, and they, they never did uh, follow through on that promises, fist fight. Promises, promises. Interesting. I know, I was upset as well. That is very sad considering they both own TV yeah, channels. Yeah, it's like... It's easy program. It's an innings eater. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ted Turner did own WCW for a few years. He could have easily put it on his own program. Sure, you might want to explain what WCW is to our non-wrestling fans. It doesn't matter, it's wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's wrestling. <laughs> this question's for the, uh, the six planets here. Uh, when the planeteers combine their five powers, they summon Captain Planet. But to summon elements off a of fast food secret menu, all you need to do is ask. All fast food joints have a secret menu, even Arby's. At Arby's, you can ask for the Meat Mountain. Ugh. Yeah. What? That <laughs> That's the appropriate response. What meats must combine to create the Meat Mountain? Oh, Christ almighty. This is the greatest. Baby, there ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough. To keep me from getting to you, baby. Remember the day I set you all right, the six plants here. What meats must combine to create the meat mountain? Um, uh, corned beef, mm. um, London broil, um, Polish ham, <laughs> salami, uh, prosciutto, <laughs> pastrami, um, obviously roast beef, um, and then like little like uh, bacon bits, but like actually they use like real bacon. <laughs> right, which Arby's is known for. Can I ask yeah. a question about one of the... Did you say Polish ham? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. thank you. I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a ham Polish? Um, it's raised in the Polish tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I love how delicious that mountain sounds. Um, but when you mentioned prosciutto, uh, how much does this mountain cost? Well, it's off menu, so that's okay. one of the reasons they can't market sell it enough. Price. Market price, yeah. <laughs> it depends on the region, because no, as like, you know, it's, it's like hard to get certain meat. If you're in like Poland, it's cheap as shit. That checks out to me. I just want to applaud Ashley for that pronunciation of prosciutto. prosciutto. You, had, you had such great enunciation like and accent. Giada. That's it, yeah. how, how else would you say it? I say, yeah. I say prosciutto. Yeah, prosciutto. Yeah, I'm from the south. Like prosciutto. <laughs> Can you say it one more time, Ashley? Please. I love it. That was Nice. Uh, Ashley, if you don't mind, uh, can you give me um, uh, one Polish tradition? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to veto that question. <laughs> I'm going to veto that question. That checks out. That checks out. Uh, Kazimir I, day. I am Polish. I have the ancestry DNA uh, test to prove it. <gasps> and I say boiling foods. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds boiling foods. She vetoed your veto, dude. <laughs> she just answered it. She has the ancestry to prove it. I don't yeah. have to tell you. Uh, what, do we think that's on the truth? Are these meats the correct meats? Uh, no. Okay. I think they have many of the right meats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that Arby's slogan? This one seemed very sure that there was no corned beef, even though yeah. I suggested that that may be 
a part of the mountain. But we were unifying in the end. Yeah. And, and that's why Charlie's going to tell you the real corn answer. beef. Um, <laughs> it is roast beef, turkey, ham, and fried chicken. The saddest meat. There's no turkey on it. Sorry. <laughs> Let's find out together. <laughs> so uh, I would have just accepted uh, this, this answer, which was all of them. <laughs> oh, I think Ashley was the closest number yeah, to all of them. That is true. She named want. eight meats. Well, let's, let's find out the answer here. The question was, who can name more meats? I've, this, I've been training my whole life yeah. for this question. So the, the answer is, uh, so first of all, the Meat Mountain places all the meats they have on one sandwich. Uh, two chicken tenders, roast turkey, ham, corned beef, <gasps> brisket, Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon. I can't stress enough, they have the meats. <laughs> The bacon. You were right about the bacon. I, I am going to give the brisket. Actually I'm going to give the full it. ten points to this explanation. Yeah! Yes! 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 Just for that person. They named no, more meats, see, and they named they yes, more. Ac- they had uh, corned beef, which I was. <laughs> I didn't know they had corned beef at Arby's, so I'm impressed. Wow. Neither did we. Yeah. Uh, Anything past roast beef and I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, Earthfire, Wind, Water, Fart. Everyone knows that Captain Planet is the blue-bodied hero we all need and deserve. But not everyone knows that for the first six episodes of the series, Captain Planet was voiced by none other than Tom Cruise. But when he had to leave the series six episodes in, the decision was made to redo the voice with the new voice actor, David Coburn, for the sake of continuity. Now, iconic roles having near misses with casting is nothing new. Many actors have made their names for roles that they only landed after someone else turned them down. One of these actors is Al Pacino. Who turned down the role of Michael Corleone in The Godfather oh. before Al Pacino snagged it? It takes two, baby. It takes two, baby. Me and you. What do we think here? Who turned down the role of Michael Corleone in The Godfather we before s- Al Pacino? Uh, the answer, Spencer, is Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum P.I. was going to be Michael Corleone. Magnum, the most Caucasian man out there, was going to be the son of an Italian. Who plays Sonny? Sonny is played by... James Caan. James Caan. Yeah. White okay. as fuck. <laughs> Now, why would he turn down the role? Like, what else did he have going on? Guys, I think we, as millennials, don't understand how big Tom Selleck was once upon a time. Tom Selleck was huge. Tom Selleck also turned down the role of Indiana Jones with Winston Harrison Ford. Thank goodness. For, for a moment, just to, just to reiterate, as you have over many shows, impugning my age, I am not a millennial. <laughs> I tried to just lump you in there, man, and you just lumped yourself out. You lumped out. Uh, oh, no, I understand how big Tom Selleck was. He wore his Detroit Tigers hat, had uh, Magnum P.I. He was in uh, Bullet, yeah, a very in, famous yeah. sci-fi In movie. order of he importance, he wore a hat. <laughs> yeah. He was in a show titled after his character. And he was really hot in mm-hmm. Friends. Man, every, every lady I knew loved him on Friends. Oh, Sarah's making a face. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was he? Was he Joey or he was, was he David Schwimmer? He was, he was a friend, he was a friend yeah. of the parents. Can you believe Tom, Schwe- uh, Tom Schwellick played David Schwimmer? Yeah. The whole time? He, he dates Monica Geller, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Cut it out. So Richard oh. Friends. He's Richard on Friends, yeah. Sarah, you're, you're my microphone went yeah, when you said it. Yeah, that's all I felt on the inside as well. <laughs> uh, do we think telling the truth is Tom Selleck the correct answer? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Emphatically, no. No, no, not at all. What do we think? Uh, uh, we actually don't think. We know it was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. Boy. Cause, yeah, boy. Because he, he's, because un- Michael Corleone is. Well, the answer is actually Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Shit. That's a he. Yeah, Here's no, we Michael. didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, Jack was initially offered the role, but turned it down because he felt it should go to someone who was actually Italian, mm. like Tom Selleck. Spencer, I feel like they saying that they knew the answer was a little cocky. It sounds like they put a couple points on the line. Oh, they did. You're right. That is what happened. So you finally uh, got some points. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. We leached them. Yeah, you leached them points. I suggested Robert De Niro. Are you proud? Are you proud of those points? Sense. I'm not proud. I'm really not. Now, the, uh, the six planets here is a question for you. In one episode of Captain Planet, the villains come together and create their own version of Captain Planet called Captain Pollution. <gasps> one of these villains was voiced by musician and long sex haver Sting. Of course, we all know Sting's real name is Gordon Sumner, and it's a good thing he started going by Sting because there's another Gordon Sumner with some popularity. What does the other Gordon Sumner do? Ghostbusters, 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 Ghost
do we think here? What does the other Gordon Sumner do? Uh, the other Gordon Sumner, actually, uh, this is Ashley's answer, so I'm going to let her do it. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, the other Gordon Sumner is an Olympic gymnast. Okay. Oh, an Olympic gymnast. Yep, from 1984 yeah. when the Russians pulled out of the LA Olympics. It was a big deal, and that's why we did so well in those Olympics, especially in the gymnastics competition, because the Russians didn't compete. The whole Eastern European block. So the, it's an American gymnast, Gordon Sumner? Yeah. Yes. Did any of you watch the NCAA women's gymnastics final on Sunday? Because I did. <laughs> we were watching Game of Thrones on Sunday. Thank yeah. you very much. You were correct. <laughs> yeah. I also watched Game of Thrones on Sunday. Ooh. I just wanted to drop that I watched the NCAA <laughs> women's gymnastics final. That's it. And I had a grand time. It's true. I and was texting his wife, and this is, I can, this is true. It's true. It's true. And it's you. a truly enjoyable sport, and I had a great time. Was there a winner, or was this just like a... There was a winner, and the winner was Oklahoma University. I was not rooting for them. No. I was rooting for UCLA because of the viral success of Caitlin Ohashi, one of the gymnasts She's who... Great. Gyms for UCLA. <laughs> uh, she ask, had um, the the perfect ten viral video that came up uh, what, early in win- earlier this year. What was this? Was the so song like "Smooth Criminal" or something? What was the song? It was uh, a medley. It was a medley. Yeah. It was really fun. I've got a question. Um, what what's uh, Gordon doing now? I like when uh, professional athletes find you know success after retirement. I assume that he would like have had Michael to retire. Phelps. Michael Phelps now is like the spokesperson for, for um, Subway. No. Is that still a He's thing? one of the 100 spokespeople for Subway. Subway, yeah. They'll get a good one one of these days. Anyway, what's he up to now? He was actually um, like a low-level uh, member of the Trump administration. Ooh. Just like Linda McMahon. Just She's high-level. Like She's high-level. That sucks. It does suck. We hate Trump. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know I how I know that's the true? audience for going yeah. with a strong yeah. yeah thing. Because one person went, yeah, <laughs> in the audience, which is the, in the collective response of America for the last yeah, several years. So. Yeah. yeah, it's like we ate it, but we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, do we think that's on the truth? Uh, is this correct? The uh, is, uh, is he a gymnast? No, no. no we think uh, they're lying. Okay, what do we think the real answer is? Uh, we think that Gordon Sumner was a general in the Civil War. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Spencer just, seems I, to disagree. I, just out of curiosity, what side? Oh, uh... <laughs> you have a 50-50 shot here, bud. Yeah, the north? No, you nailed it. That is That was one of the sides. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. uh, soccer player. He's a soccer player. He's we a soccer player. We were definitely closer. We had athletes. We were very so, close. So, I think we were closer? <laughs> you think so? We were not. Spencer, may I, may I really quickly just say, that stings. That, oh, God. You should no, you, lose You shouldn't points. say that. You should not say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Earth, fire, wind, water, fart. Captain Planet display numerous superpowers over the course of the show, including flight, superhuman strength, molecular changing, and of course, empathy. <laughs> Hands down, though, his most impressive ability was rocking a flat-top mullet for six seasons. Yeah. The mullet may feel like a recent development, but there's strong evidence that people have been embodying the spirit of business in the front, party in the back for centuries. Neanderthals may have sported the Mississippi mud flap, and there are Greek statues dating back to the 6th century BC, which proudly exhibit the Kentucky waterfall. So my question to you is, up until 2018, who did the Oxford English Dictionary credit with coining the name for the hairstyle? Don't tell my heart, my hair can break apart. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my hair can break apart. All right, and up until 2018, who got the credit for coining the, fr- the word mullet um, as a hairstyle? So, uh, funny story is I actually grew up in the South. Uh, I'm from South Carolina originally, and uh, when I was growing up, this, everyone had this hairstyle. And, of course, everyone knew the hairstyle um, from its owner at the time, who was rocking it out, uh, and who coined the phrase, uh, which was Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock Kid from Rock. my home state of Michigan. That is true. Yes. Uh, yeah, I watched little, all. little Joey C went to my high school. Is that true? Ooh. Right, he came, a couple years after I graduated. So I, we, you know, passed. So you, pass you're older shows. than Joe C. That could have been you. <laughs> that could have been me. <laughs> that could have been you. You could have been. The bar. If only you were a little shorter. Uh, I have a question for each member of the other team. Each the of question us. is, what was your most embarrassing haircut growing up? Oh, I have a very simple, quick, and easy answer, which is I had a bowl cut until I was 14 years old. Ooh, 14? Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a fat bowl. 
I, I, Same bowl I rocked, all 14 years? Yeah, I rocked a fat bowl, dude. Uh, and uh, every picture of me as uh, in my youth. I also had a bowl cut, but I cut it much before 14. Nope, I had it till 14. Uh, yeah. Phil, might bring it back. <laughs> you might bring it back. Yeah, might bring it back. Think about it, yeah. I, um... To bring it back to friends, sadly, the Rachel was cool. And then, like, seven years later, I thought, I want to have the Rachel. But I didn't because I just had long layers, and I would curl the top layer, like, very under and the bottom very up. And it was just, like, almost Carol Brady-esque. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. It was very bad. Yeah. Fellas, don't you know when you go for Rachel and you end up with Carol? That's the worst. Okay. I'm calling Janine. I might have you guys beat. Um, so, uh, for our listeners, I have very red hair. So in the seventh grade, when X-Men came out, um, oh, no. I oh, did, yeah. I did the rogue, but with red hair. Oh. So you put, you put a white streak through your... White oh, streaks to right here. Oh. oh, wow. That's very good. It was terrible. Well, now I'm curious. Do we, do we have bad hair stories from the other team? I had a, uh, like a crew cut flat top tell us about like. 15 or 16, and in a very Mexican way, we would, I would get that cut like in the kitchen on the stepping stool because a friend came over to cut our hair. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It was just like, it was awful. Not proud, but for about a year, I rocked a rat tail. (laughs) Be proud. Yeah, dude, you asked this question so you could tell us this, and we all know it. You're proud of a rat tail. Many bad haircuts. I love that Ashley kind of just gently looked at me and had a sad look on her face. Could could you braid it? Oh, God. Uh, Ashley, do you have a horror story for your hair at one point? No, I always look fabulous. an answer uh, to the question which is it actually like origin unknown uh, it it came from um, one of the stories by Anansi the spider one of those parables it was actually in one it involved an elephant um, and an eel (laughs) okay sure the trickster got Anansi. So, uh, yeah, lies. Well, uh, it was actually the Beastie Boys. Oh, what? That makes That's total right. Sense. Their 1994 song Mullethead popularized the term. The group was listed as part of the uh, dic- dictionary definition until 2018 when images surfaced online from a 1992 issue of Street Machine magazine from Australia containing the phrase mullet haired teenager. But so oh. far, no physical issue of the magazine containing the word uh, has actually been found. So, what I'm saying is listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage. Oh. Oh, minus wow. five to, my, minus five to Spencer. No Whoever, way. The writer of that joke should get five points and you should lose five points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six planteer. Uh, the planteers are created when Gaia, the spirit of the planet, sends five magic rings to five chosen youths across the globe. In Greek mythology, Gaia is the ancestral mother of all life, so she had a lot more than just five kids to keep track of. I mean, can you remember them all? How about this? In Greek mythology, who is Arion? Alright, who do we think uh, Arion is in Greek mythology? So, um... Arian is like the foil to Orion. So Orion's uh, in the north, and the North Star is on his belt. And Arian um, has not like a major star in its constellation, but uh, yeah. It's okay. the south. Yeah, so sure. like brothers. Can, gotcha. I ask, can I ask a question? Why did you point at me in the middle of that answer? I'm, point, I'm pointing to the screen. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, there's I a, there's very a screen personally. behind me. <laughs> so you know, like this guy with a brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so stars. I don't know anything about uh, stars. Y'all gotta take this from me. I, I got nothing. Um, I got nothing. I'll be, I believe it. So we, we said the North Star is in Orion's belt? Correct. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I was just back in my home state of Virginia a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. my... Boo. I'm sorry, that felt like a boo. Uh, and uh, my sister-in-law said, and I quote, I'm very into astrology now. It's basically my religion. And I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you say to that? You're an idiot? Well, no, you say, I love you. Because she's your sister. (laughs) In law. Oh, in law? Oh, yeah. Just walk away. Spencer's just mad because Libra just had its full moon. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Like, if you want to talk about chaos magic, that's fine. I'll be into that. But I'm not going to talk about astrology. 
So yeah, I'm, I want to talk just, about real I'm stuff. Not, I'm just not into astrology. It's because I'm a Virgo. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I know about Arion is that it sounds like Aries, and the season is now coming to a close. Is there any link? You could say no, and it would be very fair. No. Well, I will say Aries is a Roman god, uh, so... Oh. Oh. But you are right. It does sound Who's like Arion. Who's a Roman god? Aries? Aries is a Roman god. How do you know? Or is that no, right? No, you're wrong. No, I am wrong. Mars is the Mars. Roman god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll give you points for that. Oh, okay. Oh, what the... We'll, we'll take some of those. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll give you guys points. <laughs> right. split them up. So, you guys are, so, so just to recap, you guys are saying Arion and Orion, like like the Key and Peele sketch, basically? Correct. Okay. Correct. Just, and just a quick question. I am an Aquarius. Yes, you that are. A, was they, that a question? Yeah, I'm an Aquarius. Yes. I'm an Aquarius. Uh, what is, what is sign? Because you, you said, "Oh, it's bullshit," but I, you, you probably know what your sign is. I do know what my are sign we all is. Wait, everyone knows Let's what their it. sign is. No one knows what it means. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm a Gemini, of course. And uh, I, so I, you have a twin. Boo. Boo. I guess. See that? I get. That's what everyone's response has been. <laughs> you Virginian Gemini. Boo. <laughs> I think I'm a nice man. <laughs> Apparently not, dude. Sorry. I, I cursed twice. Not. Connor, it's because Gemini's suck. I guess. And I, so I said to my sister-in-law, I'm a Gemini, and she went, oh. <laughs> then she just walked away. Yes, what is that? that's <laughs> literally what happened. Why so, didn't you let me start this conversation? <laughs> One twelfth of the world's population are just like untouchable. Like, I guess. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Do we think that's on the truth no. about Arion? Uh, no, 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 we do not. Okay. Uh, we think Arion is one of the titans, uh, and, and it's the, the uh, wind titan, uh, if, if you've played uh, Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts 2 or 3, it is the one that takes Why the Why is Sammy laughing like his answer is so good? <laughs> because I can just hear the confabulation in his story. I've, well, no the, the fact that Gaia did literally birth the Titans, so so far this answer is pretty good. Yeah, and it's one of the Wind, tit- the wind Titan, and if it's in Kingdom Hearts, it's the one that's a tornado. With, that's from Hercules, why. the Hercules Wind Titan. Uh, I remember looks the Titan. Like a tornado with yeah. tornadoes, smaller tornadoes for arms. Um, this yeah. is exactly something a Gemini would say. <laughs> Man, we saw that coming a mile away, Gemini. <laughs> Connor, that's a very good answer. It is wrong, but it is very good. Uh, a horse. So he's actually a horse. Uh, a horse. Yeah, he's a divinely bred, extremely swift, immortal horse who is also well endowed with the power of speech. A talking horse. With a talking horse. Did you say it was well endowed with the power I, of speech? That's all I heard too. That's all I heard. Yeah, look at the sound of that voice. Spencer. <laughs> that vocabulary is so girthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Earth, fire, wind, water, fart. Mm-hmm. The show went out of its way on several occasions to try and convince us that Mati's power of heart was the most powerful element. Mm-hmm. Which is nonsense because Guy's power of water was easily the most badass. Duh, we all know that. Easily. But for the sake of argument, let's say heart was a worthwhile power to have. Now, octopuses, or octopodes, for all you pedants, uh, have three hearts, basically making them more powerful than any other creature, but sometimes they give up the power of heart for a very good reason. Why would an octopus want to stop its own heart? It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you, but when we are apart, I feel it too, and no. What do we think here? Why would an octopus want to stop one of its own hearts? Octopi, they've got eight tentacles, and frequently those bad boys are ripped off by predators, and so by uh, disposing of one of their hearts, they're able to prevent blood flow to a dead or missing limb. Spencer, uh, just one second. Yeah, please. No, no, no. She went out of her way to say octopi after you said the correct way to say multiple octopuses, because it is, uh, depending on the language of origin, whether you say the I or not. Uh Can you use it in a sentence, please? Wow. What? Spencer can say it much better than I because he has octopodes. Octopodes. Yeah, that's for jackasses. <laughs> I'll take my points. <laughs> uh, Louis, I believe you were saying something. Yeah, I just wanted to ask a clarifying question. Now you said they 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 what? I, you could you clarify these? It sounded like they do away with the heart. Mm-hmm. So they. Like they get rid of it. Yeah, you can eject it. They eject the heart. <laughs> Where do they eject pew, pew. it from? The the out hole. Of, out of the, the hole. The, the, the whole arm has just been ripped off. Imagine off. like uh, uh, like a little pod guy, and just then all the little yeah. Imagine little a little pod are, guy. All the little tentacles are coming out of this mm-hmm. little big ass head. Like, big ass pod guy. And okay. it's just gonna come out of the weird looking hole. It almost looks mouth like. 
in the Because it is the mouth. In fact, <laughs> yeah, that might be the mouth. mouth. You could vomit out a heart, so, um, but just to so like, prevent excessive blood loss because you can live without all of those tentacles. I mean, it's like similar, I guess, in a sense to the nine lives of a cat. But it's so, eight legs of a... I, have, I also have a clarifying question. So what mm. you're saying is when an octopus <laughs> loses its tentacle... Yes. Mm. It mm. also just... <laughs> Can't even get to the question. It also decides to just get rid of one of its hearts as yeah, well. Yeah. It's so like, yes. oh, charge it to the imagine, game. Imagine yes. this. Like somebody takes a, 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 a thumbtack and pokes it right in your heart and it's like spurting blood straight out the hole from the thumbtack. If you could just turn off that heart and start another heart like other, in your butt, then that would be better because the mm-hmm. heart would be further away from the hole. Let me let me clarify this a little bit. Yeah, please please Charlie. clarify, Charlie. I don't see what they're... Um, please, we're all... And, and feel free to take the microphone in, out of the stand if it's let easier. Let me put it into some um, real world, like, uh, human human terms. <laughs> we're losing it. Yeah, I'm tired of these like, fake you, octopus. You mean you're going to clarify it more than that awesome let, thumbtack? Let's say... <laughs> That thumbtack that reaches your heart? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you've seen Pulp Fiction. But please, clarify it more than that. Charlie Because that wasn't a completely clear window that we just looked through. Let's say you meet a boy. (laughs) What? Okay. Mm -hmm. You meet a boy or a significant Mm -hmm. other or a lady that you really, really like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Already done. A person of any gender. Yes. 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 Uh, You start talking. Mm -hmm. You're having a good time. You're connecting. Good. And all of a sudden... They rip your arm off. <laughs> what are you going to do with your heart? Swipe You're going to shut it down, baby. <laughs> yeah, I stand by that. She's got a point yeah. there. Do you think they're telling the truth? <laughs> this, no. no. No, not at all. <laughs> what, what do you think the real answer is? Uh, the Two of the three members of your team have turned around in protest to this. Yeah, no, that's fine, and I totally respect that, but someone still has to be in charge. Sammy, we... All right? we Sammy, even even if people decide, even if people decide that like this car ride sucks, right. someone still has to drive the car. That, that's true. Uh, uh, thank you so, for being that. Uh, no, essentially, it's a it's a way of protecting themselves. There are a lot of uh, animals. Uh, uh, for example, sharks are actually able to detect the electrical currents in other animals, mm-hmm. and so by uh, being able to turn off one of their hearts, they can actually minimize that and therefore uh, uh, camouflage themselves from predators. Just like a sub goes dark. Noctopus can go dark. Look, to, to explain this in other terms, if you were just, let's say you're just standing there, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden uh, someone stabs you with a spoon. <laughs> I follow this. This makes and sense. And then the, yeah, the blood is gushing out. A sharpened and then, spoon. And then your heart doesn't come out of there. It just <laughs> stays in because that's where it, it should be. This stopped making sense at the end. Yeah. <laughs> What a Gemini. Well, let's, uh, so basically, to become more maneuverable is, is the... <laughs> oh, yeah, the no, we're way off. We were way off. So basically, uh, pumping blood raises blood pressure, and for invertebrates like uh, octopuses, that means their arms and bodies are basically inflated like pool toys. So if being chased by a predator or trying to squeeze through a tiny hole, an octopus will stop its main heart from beating to make its arms more squishy and maneuverable, and once they're safe, they'll restart their heart, just like nothing happened. Uh, kind of like me at my last insane. breakup. Spencer, you... Oh, Spencer, no. We can't do anything. <laughs> Spencer, you're a fan of Japanese food. Have you ever had, like, the uh, like when they have the calamari or squid and they put the salt on it after it's dead mm-hmm. and it still moves? No. Because the salt triggers the muscles? That's great. I'll it's tell you what. I clicked ever. on something on Instagram and now my entire feed is women doing, like, mukbangs or whatever of eating <laughs> live squid and I have never regretted anything more in my life. Mukbang is like the what? step after ASMR. So what what, you, what does Spencer? that word mean? Yeah, can we really quickly change um, our name mukbang? to Mukbang? <laughs> this is a PG-13 show. So. It's, Wait a minute. It's, a, it's, it's my, videos of people <laughs> chewing it's, on It's stuff. also the title of my Pokemon fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold it's, on. You can't just gloss truly, over. I, I won't. I so, will answer any question no, you have No, you can't. This. You so, just gloss over like, I clicked on one thing I don't and now my whole feed is, what did you, what was I imagine that what I clicked on was probably... Uh, of like a, a non-English video of someone eating honeycomb. Yeah. You don't need to imagine, Sarah. You were there. It was me, and I watched so, it. It crunches, but it's also gooey. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm Can happy you, to explain I, what mukbang is. Fantastic. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can yes, you, Charlie. Um, which what type of honeycomb? Just the cereal? Honey? No, like raw. Mm. I didn't know you could eat it until I went on the yeah, internet. Yeah, you, you can, can eat a honeycomb. Mm. 
Yeah, and yeah, it crunches real good. It's pretty good. It Can't smells, or not smells. I mean, I imagine it smells great, but it sounds fantastic. It's like if you're into ASMR, like you want to hear crunchy can, honeycomb can, real can, bad. Can you braid it? <laughs> can you braid a honeycomb? Hey, Spencer. You can braid a I, I'm sorry. We're, we're moving on. So. No. <laughs> no. Spencer, can I tell a real quick story? Absolutely not. Can, no. it, can you? I guarantee the story has nothing to do with anything we're already talking about. So why don't you go and take the story and just put it at the end of this next segment? Oh. Right? That's, that's the same you as. Just, is this the last question? No, we have multiple questions. Okay, great. Then I'll tell her at the yeah, end of this one. Ex- yeah. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Sarah monopolizes all the time with her, her mukbang story. I will show you the videos later. Please don't uh, ever threaten me again. <laughs> she mukbanged our time. <laughs> now, the sixth plant here, uh, Kwame, whose ring controls the power of Earth, was voiced by none other than LeVar Burton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Burton is also known as the host of the series Reading Rainbow, mm-hmm. for which he won 12 Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. In 2014, wow. uh, Burton announced a Kickstarter campaign for an app version of the series. It was a huge success, crushing its million-dollar goal in just 11 hours and eventually raising more than $5 million. Part of the success was fueled by our promise to match every dollar during the last five days of the campaign, which allowed the app to be given to schools and thousands of children for free. The matched amount was $1 million, and it all came from just one person. What fan of the show donated $1 million? Butterfly in the sky I can go twice as high Take a look It's in a book A reading rainbow I can go anywhere Alright, what do we think? What, uh, what fan of the show donated a million dollars? Uh, well, actually, it wasn't even just a fan. It was uh, one of the original cast members. It was actually Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she actually used to play Gaia on the first few seasons of the show uh, and also uh, worked with LeVar Burton on Star Trek. And so when they, when they redid the campaign, she said that she would match every dollar. So I understand that the TV's right behind me, but I have to ask again, why did you point at me in the middle of that answer again? <laughs> see, there's a TV also behind you where there's a picture okay. that you could probably see behind me. That's why. I'm just a Gemini. <laughs> so tell us more. Um, what? So I, I'm only sort of familiar with uh, her career. Um, where, when, at what point did was she on Reading Rainbow? She was a Reading Rainbow. Oh, not on Reading Rainbow. On she, Star did, Trek. Star Trek. she did. She uh, did Star Trek and Star the Trek. Planeteers. Yeah. She did okay. Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. okay. She, she was Gaia. Was she on, Star Trek okay. and the Planeteers is one of my favorites. Yeah, Star Trek sorry, and the Planeteers. Star Trek. Sorry. She, she uh, was the bartender on Ten Forward. The next Generation and Ten Forward. Guinan. She oh wore like God. a big hat. Really? Yeah. yeah. I trust. I genuinely believe everybody. You here. know. Yeah. You know. She like E got it right. Didn't she E got? Yeah. She, she yes. said E got. Yes, I knew that. Is, it, is she an E got from? No, from Star Trek. No, no. no. That's can not you name? Emmy. Can you guys name all the components of the E got? Easy. Oh my God. Emmy. Grammy. No, 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 no. Oscar. Her Tony. Well, what's she her Emmy? The the each of those four. Color purple is that one? Color purple would be the Oscar. No, she she also won for a ghost. Really? Nominated for ghost. And she went for Ghost. Uh, her Tony came from her one-woman show. Oh, uh, her Grammy, I believe, came from one of her spoken albums. Sure. Uh, and then um, uh, whatever the last one was. It's probably Sister Act 2 on Broadway. Yes. Oh, Broadway. yes. She, she Sister won Sister Act 2, Back so, in the Habit. So she won, she, <laughs> Fantastic. So she won an Emmy for the film Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit Why on not? Broadway. Oh, she won for the TV version of the Broadway show. <laughs> the TV version of the Broadway show of the movie, Sister the Act movie. 2, they in did, which she starred. The producers was a movie to a musical to a movie to a movie musical. So I think and, it's not no like the craziest thing in the that. world. Wow. I I feel like I've learned. So <laughs> truly. Um, the first time that's ever happened in the history of the show. Uh, so what what is uh, Mr. Mr. Burton doing now aside from the uh, uh, the the app? He's and, probably going, hey, Patrick, can I for the CBS All Access uh, John Luke Picard show. Can I come on and guest star? Deep cut for my nerds. Oh boy, <laughs> he really cool. is crushing the podcast. He goes on tour. He has like live instrumental artists while he reads. Oh, wow. I listen to him every night when I go to bed. Wow, yeah. just like me and my uh, women eating squid live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Dude, the they same tour? thing. They we tour click live. on very they different just, things. I listen to it to fall asleep. It's gross. Do so. you have a story, Connor, that you want to tell? Yeah, uh, we don't have time, so if you want to just hold on for that. I'm just joking. That'd be very funny, though. Oh, yeah, it had to do with heart rates. Okay. Remember, you know our mutual friend, Peter? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, back back in the heyday of Fitbits, 
Peter, without saying anything to me, showed me the Fitbit app from his phone for a day, and it was like low heart rate, and then it spiked way up for all, like two and a half hours, and then back down to normal. And I was like, what happened here? And he's like, dude, that's when I went to see Mad Max. <laughs> God, Peter! Sorry, was at like 125 the oh, whole Jesus, showing of Mad Max. He's gonna die immediately. Calling Peter Williams. Weird uh, flex, but okay. <laughs> that movie is very good. It was good. Uh, uh, so what do we think? What do you think? I'm gonna defer. Um, uh, we think they're lying. Okay. And we think that the answer is Barack Obama. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. He thinks this because he watched all of the videos. For I the did. I watched all the Kickstarter videos and then I didn't donate <laughs> to this oh! Kickstarter. But I watched the videos. So either way, we bad. should not get points. You yeah, you're right. what I'm saying. Can you, you don't donate- have to admit that. Can you donate our points to a deserving cause on Kickstarter? <laughs> I'll consider it, yeah. So, so Barack Obama created a video in, in solidarity with his campaign. Is that what you're. He matched, yeah, he matched yeah, the he donations, matched yes. No, well, he didn't. So I'm just asking. Like, he did create a video. That's, you're not just pulling that out of your ass. No, I'm pulling that out of my. Oh, okay. Ass. <laughs> okay. Well, so the answer like is actually oh, the creator of Family Guy and American Dad, Seth, Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane. Oh. Who was sort of like our generation's Barack Obama? No. No. Okay. no. Would you say Barack Obama's our generation's of Barack Obama? I would. Okay. Uh, can we take points away from Spencer? For <laughs> yeah, that might. Be. So uh, Seth MacFarlane oh. was a huge fan of the show growing up and credited it with helping his own success in education. He planned on donating this million dollars no matter what, but used the matching donation pledge to encourage others to give as well. well. Okay. Well, hey, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes up for him creating Family Guy and American Dad. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Yeah. Uh, A bunch of meh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, remember DVDs? Oh, yeah. Do I ever. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, they were all the rage back in 2011 when the only thing anyone could stream on Netflix was Ken Burns' The Civil War. That year, Shout Factory released season one of Captain Planet on DVD. The release included bonus features such as concept art and a documentary about the show. But according to the original Shout Factory webpage, what else was significant about the DVD release? According to the original Shout Factory webpage, what else was significant about this DVD release of Captain Planet Season 1? Is this our answer? <laughs> yes. God. Um, so they actually remade the pilot for this. Okay. Yeah. So it featured the original pilot mm-hmm. on this Live DVD. action, With like though. Tom Cruise and... Yeah, cool. the original pilot uh, and then, then the So pilot wait, they, they had the original pilot on but, the DVD, but then they redid it for this DVD release. Yes. No, so they featured the original pilot on this DVD, which was not the pilot that aired. The pilot that aired was the pilot that aired, and then there was an original pilot they ma- that they made, but didn't air. I, I got you. I got what you're throwing out. Like, because Game of Thrones had a different pilot. They saw it, and they're like, oh, this is shit, and they redid it, and that's what we saw on HBO. Uh, so I'm, what I'd like to know is, wh- how is the pilot different? What were the major changes? Well, first, the skin became blue. <laughs> what was the skin originally? Just skin. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> so Rosy, was... white. Mm-hmm. So it looked like Tom Cruise originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a Captain, short gentleman. Was Captain it a, Planet's? Uh, yeah, they added at least tall. they added at least eight inches to Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, was it originally called Captain Planet? Doctor Planet. It was, <laughs> so it was Doctor Planet and yes. the Planeteers, played by Tom Cruise. Yes. yes. And why all the changes? Was testing poorly with audiences mm-hmm. from the Valley? Mm-hmm. Um, they Test audiences. They didn't think that it connected with the audiences as well as it needed to. You know, Captain Planet being a superhero and him looking like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Could he still fly? Like, could he still do all the Captain well, Planet yeah. things um, except well, he was also a doctor? Uh, no, he couldn't fly. He, um, but also was really planet um, conscious. He walked fast <laughs> everywhere. And, and here's the thing. Like, do you... Don't you think that it's a little conspicuous that the theme song is so specific about how he is a hero? Mm-hmm. They have to tell you, Captain yeah. Planet, he's a hero. Because the original pilot did not make it clear that he was a hero. What, he what just was seemed a, like a dude. He's a Dr. Planet. <laughs> well, it seems like you, you saw the original pilot. So of course. what... What did he do, Dr. Planet? What was the plot of the pilot? It was mostly just trying to gradually reverse global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Very methodically. Yeah. <laughs> do we think that's on the truth here? Oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> that seems fair. He's Geminiing again. What do, we, what do we think the real answer is? Oh, we were thinking that it was uh, like 
biodegradable packaging. Wow, that's basically exactly right. Yeah! yeah! Baboom! Yeah, that's Baboom, right. In, baby! In his, in his stupid defense, I will say, Connor did suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> Give them all the points. That's right. That's, that's fantastic. Very good. Now we've reached our uh, final question. This one is for the six points here. Yes. In the new adventures what? of Captain Planet, the opening sequence features the eco rap performed by none other than B-52 frontman Fred Schneider. I nice. thought that was Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, it, oh, you're referring to the uh, picture on the PowerPoint? Uh-huh. Yes. It is not. No, I thought the B-52's frontman was actually <laughs> <Stellan Skarsgård laughs> Now, Fred Schneider's style of speak singing is certainly unique and is a combination of several influences. So in addition to reciting poetry, what other influences does Fred Schneider cite for his musical style? Now, I would have played the eco-rap there, but it sucks really bad. It's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. What do we think here? What influences does Fred Schneider have? Um, he absolutely, uh, it was, I believe, Latvian Vogue. Um, he discussed, uh, it's number one, polka dots. Um, and number two, spaghetti and meatballs. Those are his influences. Like, they, they give him energy. He sees things when he experiences polka dots. Synesthesia. Yeah. yeah, and he cannot like do polka dots and spaghetti and meatballs together. It's too much. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Why would because you do the that? Uh, meatballs look like polka dots, yeah. depending on the shape and size, I guess. And for those of you at home who aren't improvisers, Fred Schneider is a very popular warm up for improvisers where we all pretend to be him mm-hmm. and say, like, I'm washing my clothes with my cat. Wow, that's a really good Fred Schneider impression, man. <laughs> he, it's like he was just here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was like Fred Schneider on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> so your his his inspiration is is polka dots and spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. Is, it, does that relate to his like kind of staccato style of speaking? Yes, especially with the meatballs, because you know, like when you cut into a meatball, it's kind of like. It's very staccato, like rock lobster. Yeah, it's very like uh, it's very like choppy, choppy. I'm cutting a meatball, uh, and then just there's like this how smooth spaghetti, like tin roof. <laughs> so, I, just for for the people listening to this, how many cuts did it take you to cut through that meatball? It was at least well, eight. it wasn't like one cut. Like we're cutting it up. Do we not? Are all, you like, cutting make like a sadness a, bowl? Are with you our cutting food? like a, Are you cutting like a tennis ball? Like, I'm did, cutting like. How like you cut a meatball in half and then you cut those halves in halves and then you yes. just you, you did not rotate the meatball. You just chopped in one motion yeah, straight why are down you on a meatball. It? Okay, what kind of weak meatballs are you eating that you can cut them in one cut? I, not the not springy ass meat meatballs, that's for sure. Where are these Swedish tiny meatballs? meatballs from the IKEA? I don't know that anyone's ever eaten meatballs on this stage. I'm just not. I'm not confident. This I'm is what brought down this meatball. podcast. It's was the battle of the meatballs. You chop that meatball down like a tree. Like, yeah. You, you came chop down it up and then you make yourself like a sadness plate. Do you remember when the together. B-52s uh, cameoed in the Flintstones movie? Yeah. Yeah. They that were the BC rad. 52s. I'm lost with this round, but Sarah's that was never heard of meatballs before. She hates. Uh, this. I had meatballs at 11 p.m. last night because I have a sad and confusing life. <laughs> how many times? Uh, how many times do you have to cut your meatballs? I will say. I cut them several times. I'm with y'all. Sorry. <laughs> I, I eat meatballs whole like yeah. a goddamn American. <laughs> uh, uh, Spencer, um, uh, just when I was a kid, um, uh-huh. I once went to a restaurant, an, an Italian restaurant with my family. Name and they allowed it. me this, to This is my favorite Billy Joel song. Um, the Italian restaurant Tony's. Um, Tony's, of course. Tony's. And uh, my mother let me order whatever I wanted on the menu because it was a special day because I'd gone to my first day of sixth grade. And I ordered the spaghetti and meatball. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. and, uh huh. Singular. And then and then one giant meatball came out. <laughs> and when Luis cut up his meatball, it just reminded me of me trying to chop into my giant. Oh, meatball. good job, Luis. See, I took her back. Um. Uh, but then it freaked me out, so I didn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, it freaks me it out. It freaked about you it. out because it was so big. It was too big. People think that the, the ball, best way to the eat a meatball is, <laughs> is in spaghetti. But really, if you're familiar with the arancini dish, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. That, it's like a, a risotto ball, but it's a meatball, and then there are peas in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like a, it's a fried, fried rice ball. Mm. Fried rice ball. Mm. Mm. 
Do we think they're telling the truth, though? Is this, uh, uh, is this, this I, it didn't make sense to me, but I'm going to defer to my partners. Uh, no, they're lying. Okay, what do we think his uh, inspirations are? Uh, his we think his inspiration, um, as Sammy brought up earlier, um, so Fred Schneider was actually in a high school improv troupe um, where he originally came up with <laughs> the game, uh-huh. and then he said, this could be a musical style. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then wrote his song. He was he was just an interesting dude, and all the other people in his improv group were like, "Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing?" <laughs> sure. So his own his, his inspiration was himself. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, very recursive. Spencer, did he know Dell? Isn't all of our best inspiration <laughs> ourselves? No. Uh, so Fred Schneider has listed some of his inspirations as quote nutty Christmas songs, oh. Motown, and. Halloween songs. That's rad. Uh, That's what? a great combination of inspiration. What is a nutty Christmas song? You know, uh, Grandma like got ran over by a reindeer. Yeah, there you go. Chestnuts. Or Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Yeah, or the entire Crypt Keeper Christmas album, which Sorry. is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Congratulations. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> I, I apologize. I heard that wrong. I thought it was a Christmas song about nuts, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay, well, that's... Uh, I've towered all the points and we have a winner of, of tonight. Oh, I wonder who it is. I did. Is this the first show where a team has said literally nothing correct the entire time? Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Congrats. So I want to thank Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, and Fart for uh, accruing 35 points somehow. Well, I don't know how. But uh, yeah, our, our winners for the night are the six points here with 45 points. So congratulations. Yay! Thank you to both teams. Thank you everyone us. here. Uh, uh, thank you everyone at home. Have a good night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Luis Cortez performs with Comedy Sports Chicago. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Sarah Magnuson performs with her improv team Gallon at CIC every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Ashley Victoria can be seen performing improv, sketch, stand-up, and storytelling all over Chicago at places like Comedy Sports, I.O., and The Annoyance. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.